0: listening
1: to rule the galaxy you are. Do
0: or do not subscribe. Well, do.
2: (laughs) Hey Star Wars fans, guess what? Time for another rousing episode of Rule the Galaxy on the Rule the Galaxy podcast. It's Joe in the pilot seat. I know that I've taken a few weeks. I was ill. Then we had uh, Clone Wars Chronicles that Nick put in into the system for us, and uh, so it's been a while since I've been running the show, and I've missed everybody, and, and I'm glad you're all still with us. But you know what? As always, you can follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, Rule the Galaxy. Just Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube and uh, Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com because I think you're going to want to email us and make some comments after this show because we have got a fabulous, fabulous uh special guest tonight with us. And um, you know, before we kick into our special guest, let's let's get some of the regular co-hosts who have been running the show for me while I was out. Alfie, how are you tonight, sir? How's everything going?
1: Uh, everything's going good. Uh ready to get back at it tonight after that week off.
2: There we go. Have, have you bought any more new Star Wars stuff? I know we're going to talk about it. There was all kinds of announcements of new toys and new things coming out. You haven't bought anything. Well, you were at Ollie's. You bought some stuff at Ollie's the other day. I right? got
1: some stuff at Ollie's the other day, and I ordered that Boba Fett backpack from Walmart.
2: I look good. I look good. Yeah. Um, I keep wanting I'm a big Adidas guy, so I keep wanting to go get those Adidas Boba Fett shoes and the Boba Fett sweatshirt I just saw from Adidas. So. Um, D-Doc, the the shelves behind you are looking great. I know they're just a rental,
0: like you said, but they still look really good. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Uh, Yeah, I I did a little rearranging before the show tonight. I actually, you were talking about buying new stuff. I actually snagged this uh, Moff Gideon uh, for the people on the podcast I'm showing it on YouTube. (laughs) The uh, Moff Gideon uh, carbonized uh, figure. And this thing is freaking awesome, man. I I saw that on the shelves and I grabbed it so quick. Because oh. I just finished a Mando season one rewatch, and Moff Gideon is badass. So I'm, I'm excited about that grab. It's uh, not one that I expected to ever buy, but I saw it and had to get it.
2: Moff Gideon is a great character, and uh, Giancarlo Esposito does a great job with that character. I hope we get to see more of him in, in season three of Mando. Um, but you know what? we talk all the time the three of us heck we text each other 27 times a day um we've got a special guest who we really just connected with on on twitter and then once we connected with him on twitter we really all jumped in and saw the great work he's done on youtube um first time on the show hopefully not the last time but a great follow a great uh star wars content creator the first okairo okairo thank you for being a part of the show welcome to rule the galaxy
3: Hey, thank you guys. Uh, Thank you for having me on. I really don't do many podcasts because I'm always a little, uh, (laughs) I'm actually a little shy to do them, but I like you guys' podcasts and uh, I like following all of you on Twitter. So here I am.
2: Well, I tell you what, you're you're taking us to another level because we are a bunch of guys just goofing off and having fun and talking Star Wars. But then when we go and check out your videos on YouTube and it's just the first Okairo on YouTube as well, correct?
3: Yeah. First yeah. Okairo Everywhere.
2: Yep. It, you know, they are some great videos. You've got some shorter ones. You've got some longer ones. They go really in depth on things. They they are fun. They are entertaining. Some of them get a little deep. Uh, so I, I know if you're a Star Wars fan and you're listening to our show and you I haven't like- checked these out on YouTube, the first Okairo, O-K-I-R-O, you need to go check those out on YouTube. Before we get started on anything, you know, Give us a little background. Give us a little uh, reason as to why you have this passion for Star Wars and why you're you're just all over Twitter and, and you just crossed eleven thousand followers on Twitter and and all over YouTube. What what brought you to Star Wars and what makes you want to stay a part of it so much?
3: Oh well, it's actually pretty simple. You see, my parents are cultists and they got into Star Wars during nineteen seventy seven. That was their <laughs> first date, and uh, after then they just became mega obsessed with it. So they said, you know what? we're gonna imprint star Wars on all of our kids. So they have an unhealthy obsession with it. Like we do. And so uh, I'm the middle kid. So yeah, my parents sat me down when I was a little toddler before I could have any free thought and said, you know what? You're going to love this franchise. And uh, yeah, I did fall in love with that. I got to watch uh the OT when I was a little youngling. Then when I got older, I got to watch the prequels and theaters as a little still youngling. And then I got to see the sequel trilogy. And then somehow I'm here.
2: Yeah. So obviously it's a it's a great story. And we've found a lot of times it's fathers and, and sons or, or mothers and children passing along the Star Wars love. Um, once you got that love and that, that feel for it, is there anything that really initiated you to say, you know, was it your background is your education, your schooling, or was it just something, a passion that made you want to do the videos that you do?
3: Well, ironically, the funny thing is I really never wanted to join the star Wars community. I always knew about it. Like, I remember growing up, my mom would read me. Uh, she would. My mom was the person who read me the Star Wars books. My dad was usually the person that says, "Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're only gonna watch the movies." And my mom was like, "No, shut up. He's gonna watch. He's gonna read the books <laughs> and play the games too." Like my mom's more lore. My dad's more nah, shop. Just movies. Okay. And right. you know, I knew about the Star Wars community, but I'm like, oh god, I'm not joining that. I've heard enough stories about them. But uh, you know, then 2020 hit and the world ended. So I'm like, eh, you know what? I'm kind of stuck inside every day. Uh, <laughs> sure, let's uh join uh let's join this little fangled thing called Twitter. But the problem is Twitter has like a character limit and I like to ramble. So I'm like, oh okay, well, let's join YouTube and just sound like Kermit the Frog getting busy with Satan and videos for <laughs> however long I do a YouTube channel. And I I guess here I am. I kind of fell backwards into this. I have no idea why anyone actually listens to me, but they do. And I'm just ranting to myself. Basically I'm talking to myself and I'm like, if someone likes what I have to say, Hey, that's great. If someone doesn't really like what I have to say, Hey, that's also fair. I just want to talk about things I like and I'll keep talking about it as long as I like it.
2: You got it. You got it. Well, you, I'm actually the reverse as to why I got into this. You, you got into it because you are your parents passed this down to you and then 2020 hit. And that's what got you on a Twitter and, 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 you know, the YouTube channel and everything else. My son, I mean, I'm the one who brought him to star Wars, but he's the one who brought me and said, Hey dad, we're, we're going to start a podcast and then COVID hit. And he's like, let's, let's get this thing going. And then he said, Oh, sorry, I got a bail. It's on you now. And um, (laughs) so we've been going, we've been going strong without him. Vincent, but he he stops in every now and then he stops in and gives us some star wars love so I um,
3: love that. yeah i love that yeah, i'm yeah. actually crying because <laughs> my dad that's the thing i that, that's what i would do to my dad and he'd be so <laughs> mad if i did
2: that well you know and these guys are the first be the first to tell you is you know my son said, Oh, I'm out. And I said, Oh, well we got a kind of thing going here. So I called up Alfie and I called up Nick and I called up Brent Dykman, and I called up my friend mass. And I was like, you guys want to keep doing this? And they're like, yeah, let's go, let's do this. And then this crazy doctor who look alike, like you said, D doc <laughs> down here said, well, I like what you're doing too. And then he made me this awesome sign. And so he, he's been a perfect fit. So we've just kept going. And um, you know what? We, we, we do it because people say, hey, we, we like what you're doing. So like you said, the, if people like what you do, you might as well keep doing it. So um, I, I've talked long enough. Alfie, D-Doc, you guys have been checking out some of Okaro's videos and things. Are there anything initially that you'd want to say, hey, I really like this or what? You, you know, what made you want to create this video or this topic or anything like that?
0: well, I could I could start off by saying I was just <clears throat> rolling through them last night and I'm just like, I'm just like, this is like the smarter brain version of my brain when it comes to Star Wars. <laughs> I'm like, I need to come here for education because I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love it, but I mean, you definitely take it to the next level with with stuff in your videos. It's like we've been debating in the group text about Marvel and um, marvel versus lucas films over the last couple of days brent and alfie have been uh, going back and forth which is really enjoyable and yes. uh i just watched your video on that last night and i mean it was so funny to watch that after having us uh, discuss it as well and just seeing all the points you made on it it's it, it, it's really intriguing how in-depth you go into it
3: i honestly just kind of get i'm kind of used to bringing up things like in discussions like i got this one best friend we talk every single day and usually like when i say something just to make sure it's like correct she'll be like oh okay can you source what you said because she wants to read it too and i think that's kind of what started in my videos because i'm like okay just let me source what i find so i get things correct and i guess also twitter helps because like twitter is very what's what i want to use straw man. So like they want to make sure you have to be very explicit with every single thing you say inside everything you say. So I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like explaining myself twice. So let's just dig it up and dig it up and dig it up. And that's kind of how I approach my videos. Like if I'm going to bring up a topic, I kind of want to know why, because it's not just about the, what to me, I want to know why something happened.
2: 100%. Alfie. how about you? Any quick questions before we really kick in?
1: Yeah. Um, after watching some of your videos, which were very well done, I really enjoyed them. What's the time oh, thanks, it man. takes to make one of them? As um, far as recording, and editing, then adding the graphics? Uh, okay, well,
3: it depends if I want to be an idiot, if I want to be smart. So uh, if I want to be an idiot, which sometimes I am when I make these videos, uh, <laughs> I will just edit without any free thought in my mind. Like I'll record, like here's my process of when I make a video first, I'll try to think of a topic. And usually depending how long it goes, it'll be like seven pages or 10 pages for the longer videos record it. I kind of got to wait till a little bit late cause I live in the city and like all you hear is traffic, traffic, traffic. And like my neighbor. So I'll wait late. I'll record it. Then the next day I'll sit down, break up the audio, clean it up in Adobe uh, audition and then go into Adobe Adobe Premiere and get whatever footage I need to get, chop that up, put it on a timeline. And then as I'm trying to edit it, I'll be thinking of like little jokes to put in there, little memes to put in there, references. And if I get any ex- other extra ideas, I'll go back in like Pro Tools and just re-record some dubbed over lines or some extra stuff. So on a good day, if I have everything prepared, hmm. it'll take me like four hours. On a bad day, it'll take me like a week. <laughs>
2: yeah we we um i don't know i mean as much as i would love to jump into that kind of time frame on it um i'm don't, i'm more than if you yeah. love yourself
3: don't please if you yeah
2: yeah no i i believe me because i could sit there and go down the rabbit hole and we could be on this show for two hours then i could go add all things into it right now i'm like you know what hour hour and a half at the most we're good throw some music in it's all good right we're good um yeah, no, I, I I can't imagine the work you put in on it. I I was really struck by some of the topics you went into. You know, anything from the creative differences going on at Disney to, um, you know, really good topics about Finn. Uh, really good topics about Ray, about Luke, about the expanded the expanded universe. One got me really because I'm I'm one of those guys who has just bookshelves and have read everything. You know, the old stuff, the new stuff, and so when you were hitting on that, I was just like, man, you know, that these are great videos. But I, I, I did notice um, you, you put out one recently or not recently, one I watched recently, the, the Luke Skywalker one about the greatest hero, right? Like this great hero, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think I think uh, that is one thing that stands out to people. And I think not to not to just blow the whole show up, but I think knowing that that's where most people do hold Luke is this high, high thing this high, high level. That's where the last Jedi was the snap where people were like, Whoa, wait, you're blowing up this guy who means so much to me. And is like the hero that everyone else revolves around here, but you, you did a very good job of not making it blow up. Right. You, you did a good job of kind of explaining it, walking through and, and talking about Luke. So are, are there certain characters, obviously Finn, uh, you know, Luke, are there certain characters you like to do these on? Or do you want to talk about the Luke video, for example?
3: Uh, I mean, Luke was kind of the first character in Star Wars I related to, which is kind of funny. I didn't think I would relate to like a blonde haired white desert kid, but I'm like, Hey, you know what? I like him. <laughs> but the, the funny the funny thing that you mentioned about Luke in the last Jedi is even though like, I'm not a fan of Luke in the last Jedi. I think the reasons why, I like it or I don't like it are very different because I never had Luke on this pedestal that he was this unstoppable badass with like washboard abs and like he was going to come into the sequel trilogy and just start karate chopping people just I always viewed Luke as this kind sensitive hero that his story was important because of its emotional journey, not because of the flashy stuff. The flashy stuff mm-hmm. was like the cool element you see in any story. But like, I just really connected to that aspect of no matter how dark life gets, no matter how bad things go, you can get through it. And that's why Luke's story meant a lot to me when it comes to lust, Jet, I just, I just didn't really like the concept concepts and execution, but Hey, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But yeah. I can kind of I, I really like a lot of characters. I want to talk about a lot more of them in time on YouTube. It's just I'm kind of afraid to talk about certain characters because I'm like, I don't want to see the comments section. <laughs> like, like uh, on Thursday, I'm actually dropping a video on Ray because mm-hmm. I like Ray as a character. I love mm-hmm. how Daisy Ridley gave her. I got some criticisms on her, but like I, the character, not Daisy. Daisy, Daisy's wonderful, but like. I really like the character of Ray. So I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to talk about a controversial character, I might as well talk about the character that gets the most weird comments. So it's, uh, it's her.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, real quick, before I hop back to Alfie and D-Doc, I did want to do a quick happy birthday shout out today. Uh, Miriam Skywalker on Twitter. It is her 21st birthday. She is great. And I know I told her, we all told her happy birthday on Twitter. But if you listen to the show, Miriam, we just want to let you know, happy birthday, happy 21st. You are a very positive person on Twitter and you bring a lot of people together. So just, just before we hopped on to other topics, it was on my notes here and I wanted to remind myself, happy birthday to you, especially your 21st. Hopefully you have a, a, a great 21st birthday. So um, thank you guys for letting me do that. But Alfie and D-Doc, any, another question you guys want to bring up or any other topic you want to bring up, whether it's video related or other things for Oh o-
0: i i have um it's funny because i just like jotted down like real quick notes like two minutes before this but um one thing i wrote was a reasonable <laughs> voice and i feel like Okiro has a way of of communicating how people had issues with well i guess you could say sequel trilogy in general he has a way of communicating it <laughs> without it turning into an argument It's like, I I like this character. I like this character. I wish they didn't do this with the storyline, but that's okay. It's like, I, I honestly think you have kind of like a calm voice within the Star Wars community. I think that's why you resonate with people is because it's not, it's not like in the comment section where people are, you know, trying to shiv each other in the comment section, you know, I hate, like it's a war down there. You know what I mean?
3: I, I try to, fun fact, actually, I try not to look into the comments so much. It takes me forever because I'm like, uh, what do I? What am I gonna get when I go in here? But I kind of have to because some comments are like, "Oh, mother of God, I gotta get rid of this. <laughs> that is horrible. You
0: are a horrible person, sir. I gotta delete this comment." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's it, it's it's very to me. It's very it's a very like even keeled view of certain issues, and I can just relate to it. That's why I enjoy your channel. Honestly, man, I'm just kind of tired of seeing the
3: arguing it, it it's like it's Agreed. like going to a family it's like going to a family reunion and like your uncle and your dad are fist fighting over the potato salad and you're just like man can, can we move on it's been like what four years you guys are still fighting about this and it went from it, 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 like that's the reason why i never really wanted to join the star wars community because i'm like you guys always fight and it just it just got like worse like 2017 I, it got so bad, I was hearing it like outside of things because mm-hmm. I got some people IRL who are in the fandom. So I would always hear crazy stories from them. And then 2019, it's like, oh, God, more craziness. And it got to be 2020 where I'm like, yeah, hey, you know what, let's just see it from my own eyes. And after one year, it went from, Jesus, you guys. just, 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 you don't have to like everything. Like, this is, you, you got two sides of the fandom who either want to say if you don't like anything you're the pro if you don't like everything you're the problem or if you like this you're the problem i'm like guys it, it, it doesn't matter what either of you guys like just if you like it if you don't like it that's fair but you'll need to attack each other over
1: it it's
2: it's just star wars nope alfie how about you any any comments or things you want to bring up
1: yeah uh out of the upcoming projects what's the one you're most looking forward to making a video on
3: Well, as long as they don't get canceled, they would have to be (laughs) the (laughs) (laughs) Obi-Wan. I know. (laughs) Uh. Uh, I think of all of them, though, um, it's kind of a flip of a coin between the Obi-Wan Kenobi show or the Ahsoka show, because those are the only two projects that definitively, I think, are going to absolutely happen. But, like, I'm I'm kind of torn because... uh, I'm more I'm more excited for the Ahsoka show just because, like, that's not a prequel. So, like, I, it's got nothing to do mm-hmm. with how it ends. I, I know how the Kenobi show ends. It's called A New Hope. So I know where that's going. It's more about, like, with the Kenobi show, it's just purely execution. Can you execute this prequel story? Right. The story is already set down in stone. It doesn't matter if, like, Obi-Wan and Vader roast some s'mores by the campfire. We all know how it all ends. But, like... I'm curious about Ahsoka, but I'm also worried because I like Dave Filoni. I like Dave Filoni; he's a creative guy, but I don't think he's the strongest solo writer. With the Clone Wars, he had George, and with the Mandalorian, he has Favreau. So I'm like, I'm kind of worried. This is gonna be his first outing, live action, all alone without Favreau, and there's no (laughs) George. So I'm like, this could either be good or this could be Rebels, which is good as well, but. There's some things in Rebels that make me go, Floating, I wish you never created that. You're, you you just you just gifted me like years of headaches at you world between worlds that's
2: gonna say brendyken is turning over right now going world between (laughs) worlds i Um, hate
3: the world between worlds (laughs) i hate it so much i don't like to use the word hate but if there's (laughs) one thing i hate more than anything else in the star in star wars it's the world between worlds because not even because it exists even though i hate time travel and almost every piece of media i just hate the theories i have to hear of it every day this character's getting resurrected this thing's getting retconned like i just want to go back in time and bonk filoni with like a loaf of garlic bread (laughs) (laughs) it it definitely was one that it
2: took some time for people to adjust to um you know it's not a perfect fit but i see where he went with it because again they uh, let's face it. They tried to kill off a a character that people loved, and they were like, "How do we how do we fix that one?" You know, <laughs> Clone Clone Wars we fix Phantom Menace a little bit. How do we fix How do we fix Rebels? Oh, let, let's let's go ahead and bring that world between worlds. And oh, Ahsoka's back.
3: And uh yeah, so I I, oh, I just yeah. don't get it though, because at the end of the Twilight Apprentice, we see the little glimpse of her outside the cave. So I'm like, mm-hmm. "Filoni, if you confirm she was alive, was this?" was this just to figure out how to get her in the last episode? You're like, oh, wait, we should probably have, we should probably follow up what I did with Ahsoka because I don't know when we're going to be able to use her again, which, okay, fair. No one really knew if Clone Wars would be back and Filoni probably didn't know if he could do a sequel show anytime. So, yeah, let's bring her back. But any other way, Filoni, but that.
2: <laughs> I, I have one, one character that I wanted to bring up to you that <clears throat> I think we all agree, um, pretty much our whole crew I said, we like John Boyega. We like where Finn, we thought he was going to go and where Finn's character we felt like could have gone. And you've, you've done some good videos on Finn, the, the character and where it should have gone and missteps and things like that. Um, I, I think we're all in agreement though. If there's going to be a future show of, of post the sequel trilogy, We'd be all for seeing Ray. We'd be all for seeing Finn, and we were hoping that some of these things would come together. The things we thought about Finn and Ray, but wh- where where are you on on the whole Finn story? And I, I I see he's he's you know a character you have a lot of of, of um, videos on and things like that. Where where are some of your thoughts on Finn, the character, and where it could go and where it should have gone?
3: Oh yeah. You guys can just call me the black defender for some reason. Cause if there's a black character getting done dirty, <laughs> I would be there somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, ah nah, I, I, I really like a John Boygus fan. It's it really got nothing to do with him being black. It's just, I really enjoyed the concept of a stormtrooper mm-hmm. turned hero. I mean, yeah, you, you, you kind of got something like that with Kyle Katarn, but like it's, it's not really the same as like an EU character. You don't really get to see much versus like a live action main Skywalker saga character and yeah you know I think I think it's more of like a when we will see Finn again rather than an if because Kathy said hey yo I we spent four billion dollars trying to make Star Wars we're not just gonna dump these characters in the trash so we know we're gonna see them sooner or later again and I think there's a strong shot of seeing them just I guess it really depends on what's the story gonna be because personally to me I really don't know if I really don't know what a post sequel trilogy story is going to look like. I mean, who's going to be the antagonist, who's going to be the villain. Mm -hmm. My suggestion, if somehow I could give any input would be like, you know what? Focus on the complaints of the sequel trilogy. Like, don't just like wash over them. Like focus on the things that people didn't like about Finn's character journey. Like, they didn't like that his stormtrooper background was kind of just an optional thing in the movies. They didn't like that they never got any resolution with is he force sensitive, is he not force sensitive, and if he is force sensitive, which they did confirm, in what capacity can he sense stuff? Can he move stuff? Is he going to get a lightsaber? And where does he come from? Where is he going? Like, kind of do kind of address those complaints people have about them and go from there.
2: I got you, D or Alfie.
0: Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I mean, I, I fully agree. It's like, that's always been my biggest thing with the sequel trilogy is it's like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy my time sitting in the movie theater watching mm-hmm. those movies. But then yeah. it was the time after I got out of the theater and started to think a little bit like, I'm like, damn, they, they got some really good actors and actresses for the show, uh, these movies. And I'm just like, where, where are we going with them? And I wanted that payoff uh, for Finn. And you, you absolutely in my opinion, did not get the Finn payoff in Rise of Skywalker. It, it, let me ask this question: Did we ever get an answer to him in Rise of Skywalker when he says, "Ray, I have something to tell you," and then it's just like, uh, "I'll tell you later." Do you know what I'm talking about in in? Oh uh, yeah,
3: yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. um John Boyega did this. Did he this, ever tell uh, her? Uh, uh not in the <laughs> no. Not, no. not in the, no, in no, the not in the
1: movie.
0: Yeah, it's
3: a deleted scene. Uh, John Boyega did this one interview where he said that originally there was a scene that was supposed to happen in the Falcon where he told Ray uh, basically what he was going to say in the sand. Uh, John didn't go into too much detail about it. He just said it would confirm that uh, Finn is force sensitive and that Ray has always known it. She's always felt it. And I kind of think it didn't work with Trying to find the political way to say this because people get mad if I say the word reshoot. (laughs) Uh, The way they wanted to take The Rise of Skywalker in the theatrical cut of the film. So that scene didn't work for that story because they changed that film around a lot in the final cut.
0: And that just takes me back to it's like, what, what are they thinking by even putting the, you know, Ray, I have something to tell you in the movie and then just and just not completing it. It's like, a, I've watched that movie a couple of times and I'm just like, I'm like, did I miss something? Does he ever tell her what he's talking about? But yeah, I mean, I, I just I think, think some that of was them got was J- dirty.
3: I think that was JJ and Ontario just being trolls. Like, you know, if we can't keep the scene in here, mm-hmm. we're going to keep this scene in here to bug everyone. So they keep <laughs> asking you. And it's been almost two years that the fact that you're asking the question shows they did their job right yeah, that, that, that's a troll job. If I ever seen it, you could have just have them sink, but they're like, eh, I'm not happy. We got to cut this scene. Let's just, uh, let's screw with the audience a little bit.
2: <laughs> Alfie, before we hop on to some other things in any, any other questions on videos or, or anything like that for, um, for Cairo.
1: I just completely agree with you about the fin. Just like you said, and D doc said, I, I, I felt that that was just a really wasted potential of a story there. I'm, Really hope we get to see some payoff on Finn's story. And I mean, if you even think about it, even in The Force Awakens, the first 10 minutes of the movie, Kylo Ren and Finn, you know, they have that connection right there. And it's like it goes and then it goes nowhere. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah yeah i'm on actually i'm actually on this server with a couple fans of uh t- t- tfa is a weird tfa is a weird movie in the sequel trilogy because like even though it's the movie most people can agree like oh, most people can say oh yeah you know it was the solid yeah. one it's weird to talk about it online because it's like I don't know, there's like a weird stigma to talk about online because no one really wants to... You mention it, people are going to start bringing up the controversy of what happened after, so it's like... Exactly. Let's just not talk about this one film that came out. Let's just ignore it. But no, it it, it is kind of funny about Kylo and Finn not going anywhere. I think I was talking to uh, Palpy Memes. I think some of you guys know Palpy Memes from Twitter. I love that. Uh, Like I said, I was just... I just meant, like, if they would ever bring Adam Driver back to Star Wars, like, even as a Force ghost, I would think one way to kind of resolve the whole Kylo Finn thing is for Finn and the Force and, like, the Force ghost of Kylo Ben Solo, whatever the fandom calls him now, those two characters to, like, meet and resolve their issues. Because Kylo's story is done with Ray, like, that's it, he's... They dealt their stuff. Like he's dead now. Right. Daisy said Ray's running through the woods somewhere, happy. So okay, <laughs> and like, so he's in the he's already in the afterlife with like his parents and the cosmic force. So like, if there's one character left that kind of has to get resolved, I would think that would be Finn. And lots of people have questions about it. So eh, screw it. If you want to make a Finn show, have Adam Driver appear as this like ghost who just keeps popping up. I'm sure you can like kidnap Adam and get him to do a couple scenes. Yeah, I think he's,
2: he's even, I think, uh, Ray, uh, Ray Finn and Kylo have all said, if, if, the, if the call comes, we'll, we'll take a look at it. Right. We'll listen to it. I think the only one who's kind of jumped out and said it better be worth a lot of money is, is Poe is, 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 Oscar Isaac. And I think even him, depending on what the project was or whatever, you, you know, never say never, but, uh, he's the, he's it's- the one I think is most reluctant out of any of them. So.
3: It's funny you say that because I actually don't think we will ever see Oscar in Star Wars again for some time I, for kind of two reasons. Like one, no offense to any Poe fans. I like Poe too, but he's not really the Han Solo. Like even though people compare him to Han Solo, mm-hmm. he's not really as popular as Han Solo. And he didn't have that, like, he's not going to, he doesn't have like the Han Solo connection. Cause even if Harrison didn't, you were always going to get him back if you wanted to bring Leia back. Cause they're kind of married. So like, that was kind of a package deal. And Han Solo was a very popular actor, Harrison Ford's a very popular actor. I don't see like, unless someone just really is a big fan of Poe, I don't see any future star Wars stories. Like, do we kind of need Poe in this story? Because Ray's already a pilot. Finn's already a soldier. So like, mm-hmm. you, I don't think there's going to be a sequel trilogy situation where like, we need to force a trio together again. I think if we see Poe, it's, probably going to be in a very limited capacity and also marvel has got him in a chokehold and you know kevin he's gonna i don't care he's gonna throw hands with all of lucasfilm if they'd steal one of his actors kathy's gonna have him knocking on his door like <laughs> kathy <laughs> kathy stop emailing my actors they're mine now you don't get oscar <laughs> isaac back
2: you know the one the one thing that i'd say is i'm all for having poe back if zori bliss is part of the package
3: Bingo! Oh, <laughs> I love Carrie Russell. Thank you, JJ yeah. Abrams. Thank yeah. you, JJ.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. After after watching The Americans and, and seeing her in this, I was like, wow. Okay, when are we doing the the post sequel trilogy movie or show with with her on Disney Plus? I'll, I'll take that. So Carrie you know, Russell, th- thumbs up right there.
3: Yeah. Yes. You know, if they ever do, you know, when Patty Jenkins eventually leaves. Uh, Rogue Squadron, because I doubt that's going to happen with her at this point. (laughs) When she eventually leaves that project, I would actually be okay if they did like this kind of uh, Top Gun, Maverick, like X-Wing movie, and like, you just see Poe Dameron like running a like running some type of New Republic Academy for like X-Wing fighters and something. Maybe he like reformed Zori and we can, you know, see Carrie Russell without the goddamn helmet on. (laughs) (laughs) I could live with that.
2: <laughs> hey, I saw, Okaro. Uh, uh, I noticed today, I, I believe it was today, uh, as we were getting ready for the show, you had posted something about choosing, if you had to choose between Maul and Thrawn, if you were going to go with one of those as being like the baddie, right, of of, of Star Wars, uh, you posted it, I didn't get a chance to see and look at all the comments yet, I just saw post and I was like, oh, I, I need to go back and look at that. Did you choose yourself between one of those two?
3: Um, yeah, I did. I, I guess my choice is like Maul is he's an intimidating fighter, but Maul's legacy is getting folded by an apprentice. Like, don't get me wrong. I love you, Maul. <laughs> I love you, Sam. I, I love you Ray you will get more will get folded every single time by someone's apprentice help you got folded by Qui-Gon's apprentice you got folded by Anakin's apprentice he will lose that's just his destiny is get his ass whooped every single time he's on screen eventually he'll take some bodies with him he'll kill Obi-Wan's girlfriend but like he's gonna get beat meanwhile Dron is just He's a classy gentleman. He shows up with his top hat and just just wrecks everyone's shit. And every single time, like the writer has to break the universe to make him lose. Zahn, he had to break the universe in the last command, and then Falony had to bring s- space whales. And even <laughs> as I'm saying that, I'm like, we had we we had four sensitive space whales in Star Wars. That is that is there's not enough drugs in the world to make me think that sentence wasn't all <laughs> that. So yeah, I think, I think Thrawn is the bigger baddie. Okay. Alfie
2: or D-Doc, how about you guys, Thrawn or Maul? Go ahead, Alfie.
1: I go Thrawn. I think Maul's always good for some Flash, but Thrawn is better for a long series.
2: I agree. Well, he's got like nine or 12 books out about him now. So, I mean, you know, I can only think of one or two that were Maul related books. So more depth in Thrawn for sure. D-Doc, how about you, Thrawn or Maul?
0: See, I I got to go with Maul just because I'm still scratching the surface on Thrawn. That's just the one. That's just the one nugget of Star Wars that I'm still learning about is Rebels and the Thrawn books, which I just started I, right before we had um, Mark uh, Mark uh, Thompson on. I uh, I just started Thrawn, so I'm still on that. So I'm still learning his character, but I I love what I've seen so far. But I still don't. I'm still don't know his full power. I've seen people talk about him. I'm still learning. So.
2: Well, I, I happen to be, like Alfie, one of the ones that was, was at the age to where when Thrawn showed up in 1991, it blew our minds, and to see those three books come out in 91, 92, 93, it changed everything. Like, we were like, okay, we don't need Darth Vader again, you know, we don't need, we've got a guy who's not even Force-sensitive, who can hang with and outmaneuver and outthink all these people, and uh, yes, with so Thrawn, Thrawn's mine as well. I. I love Maul. I've got Maul action figures around. I got Maul books around, but Thrawn is, uh, he's, he's in that Mount Rushmore of star Wars now. Right. I mean, like <laughs> he's that important to star Wars. He and Ahsoka have come from being, you know, books or animated series to now being as important as key characters like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. So Thrawn, I'll have to go with Thrawn as well. So did any of you guys have any other comments on that before we jump around or anything like that? no, Okay, I, wrote- I did have a
3: question for you Go guys ahead. though yeah uh like i know dave doc you haven't read the new thron books yet but in the new thron books there is this um enemy in the unknown regions of space and i'm gonna mispronounce the word but it's there are something called Gaiax or Gynex or something whatever they are they are these uh kind of like the new canon version of the vong mm-hmm. yeah so basically um In the new Thrawn books, they're basically hinting that this threat is something that both Thrawn's people and the Empire are scared of. Do you think this is either going to be something that uh, the gap years between like the whole Mandalorian verse, the Favreau verse, do you think they're going to cover that? Or do you think Thrawn is just going to be the big bad of the Favreau verse and these enemies from the unknown regions are going to be for post-sequel trilogy content.
2: Alfie, I'll let you go first.
3: 100%.
2: Yes. In in the gap years?
1: Yeah. In the gap years or post-sequels? The gap years. I think this is what the whole Mando Avengers kind of mashup with all these theories (laughs) is going to lead up to.
2: And and, yes, I will, nice. and I will say this, I will go along with that because I look at characters that we love so much or are so passionate about that seem like the ultimate bad guys, right? Boba Fett, for so many people growing up in the late 70s, early 80s, was right up there close to Vader, like this ultimate cool bad guy, right? Look what they're doing now. They're making him an anti-hero. I mean, he's a hero. He just does it his own way. I'm I'm a big believer, and we were talking about it in our group text uh, this week. I think um, I'm a big believer that they're going to find Thrawn, and he's going to go from being the big bad guy to he Ezra, Ahsoka, them. They're going to team up and and the Mandalorians to go against this this group that you're talking about right there. That's my two cent w- way out there theory, but it's going to make him where he's not really wanting to be a hero, but he's got to join up like you said, in that Avengers kind of way and be a part of it. I might be way off, but I'm, I'm at least throwing that out
1: there. That's the way I'm leaning. That That's how I see it. It'd be too easy for Thrawn and Ezra to come back into the series and just be Thrawn and Ezra. I mean, what kind of fun yeah, would that be? <laughs>
3: yeah, we just be getting Rebels 2.0 and right. no one wants that. Yeah. That wasn't a diss to Rebels fans. Please don't add me on Twitter saying, "Oh Cairo, you insulted Rebels, you piece of." Sh-. Well, I'm not gonna swear on this thing. Well,
2: you know, you know, it's funny. Um, Brent is a Rebels person, not a Clone Wars. Joey is a Rebels person. He likes Clone Wars, but he loves Rebels a lot more. Massengill does not really care for the Rebels. He cares for season four, five, six, seven of Clone Wars. So I mean, like you said earlier, Cairo. It's, it's not about loving at all, right? It's finding the parts of it oh, you like. That. <laughs> Find the parts you like and, and just share and be a part of that community by the things you do like instead of instead of the things that you don't like. We, I mean, uh, we're we the first ones to admit here, The Last Jedi is not our favorite movie, but you know what? We'll watch it, especially when we're going right through the, the numbers to get ready for the next movie. I can guarantee you I'm going to sit down and go, I'm gonna I'm going to watch all 11 or whatever in a row, get myself geeked up and ready to go for... That next release. So, um yeah. So, anyway. It's like
3: food. It's a preference. If you force it all, you're gonna throw up. And if you don't accept anything, you'll starve to death. So, uh,
0: yeah, preference yourself.
3: I like it.
2: I like it. Hey. I- I wanna-
3: Go ahead. I, I, go ahead. Uh,
0: I, I went to bed last night after binging Okiro's YouTube and just thinking to myself, we're not going to see another star Wars movie for a long time. Like that's all <laughs> I could think about. <laughs> uh, probably not till mm. 2024. I mean, there's rumors of,
3: uh, there's rumors of another film, uh, shooting next year, but, uh, you know, th- this is my opinion on all these scoopers and leakers. No offense. I got a lot of scooper and leaker friends. Um, Unless unless you're in the theater, unless you're watching on uh, <laughs> Disney Plus, don't yeah. don't put too much investment in it too, because th- things change and your source, uh, your source has got nothing on uh, Kathy and Disney. If they decide that's not on the cards, it's not on the cards. Like flashing back to Disney Plus day. We thought we were going to get the Kenobi trailer and <laughs> uh, we didn't, so yeah. Hey, we might no, not see a film until 2025.
2: Not to <laughs> pour more more gasoline on the fire, but <clears throat> I read a few articles here or there. Let's let's go talk about one of our favorite places, Galaxy's Edge, the Galactic Star Cruiser, the new 2,000 plus night uh, stay that you can have there. I didn't read in depth any of the articles, but there's all kinds of things about videos being pulled and. Reviews oh, not being that great. Yeah. What yeah. What have you guys... Alfie, you read a lot more than I do. D-Doc, you do. Go ahead. And I'll let you start, Alfie, and we'll go around yeah, the horn.
1: Last week, they put out like a two-minute little kind of behind-the-scenes video. And it... I don't know. It just seemed... The acting was really bad. It was really cheesy, real over-the-top. And it literally look like a set from an infomercial or something it did not look at all like you would expect this Hmm. two thousand dollar night galactic star cruiser disney resort to look like and they have completely scrubbed this video as much as possible from the internet
3: not from my computer
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm guessing
2: it'll end up on a future video right okay
3: Oh, God, no, I don't want Disney to snipe me. I, don't, I get enough copyright claims from them.
2: <laughs> I, um, look, I, I'll admit, if I had the kind of cash, sign me up. I'll go to Galaxy's Edge once a week if they let me. And if I could afford to go check out the Galactic Star Cruiser, I would. But I, I really want it to be done the right way and make it to where fans want to be there. So, D Doc, go ahead.
0: I think they were so much better off just putting a freaking. Star Wars soundtrack onto that, and just doing slow camera pans of the premises. If you're gonna give anybody a sneak peek, just give little flashes of inside. You don't need to have the guys in there like, "Oh
1: my gosh, look, uh, what, what? I feel like I'm on a real star cruiser right now,
0: and I'm gonna sneak <laughs> into this room." Like, you know, that's how it felt when you're watching it. It felt like said, It felt like an infomercial. Don't get me wrong. I still thought I'm still like, yeah, that would be pretty freaking awesome to go there. Obviously, but. I, I think if they just did some little flashes, leave the mystery out there for it. There's mystery mm-hmm. behind it, and you kind of gave a little bit of a way, a bit, a little bit of it away in a little bit of a cheesy video. And it's like, you know, I think that's why they, you know, hit the nuke button on it and got it off the internet. I guess, but you can never that's get true. anything off the internet.
2: No. Well, okay, Cairo, are you saving that for future use? <laughs> uh, if I'm, if i
3: if I'm sure, I won't have a. Bob Chapek and Kathy under my bed trying to to jump me for it. But, uh, (laughs) I, um, I've never been to galaxy's edge Uh, this little, this little thing that happened in 2020 kind of kept me from going. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I I saw the thing for the hotel and I'm like, you, you guys are taking the whole evil empire thing a little too seriously. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure star Wars hotel is a great idea. I'm not paying $2,000 for anything. (laughs) That's so much money for no reason. I'll just buy a shitload of lightsabers with my (laughs) addicted ass. Like, why am I, why, why why am I going to pay 2k to go in some start? to go in some very cheap Star Trek looking hotel. Like it doesn't, it don't even look like Star Wars. I, I, I don't even think Lucasfilm really had much to do with it. They probably just got on one phone call and said, Hey, Hey, what's up? We're making a hotel. Uh, is it legal? Uh, did did disney say yes yeah it's their idea yeah sure whatever like it it doesn't feel like this is an attraction we're making you know for the fans the interaction this feels like a disney decision that was made like hey how can we get lots of money from people and exploit Mm -hmm. people's addiction to star wars like that's what it feels like i'm gonna be honest this feels like This feels like the most Disney decision I've ever heard, and you know, no offense to our future overlords, but like, kind of, kind of chill it out. Like, kind of stop with trying to make some money with a get-rich-quick scheme. Like, spend more time on it. Then, if you want to charge two K, make make it look more two K. They got the money. They got more Mm -hmm. money than God at this point. They can make a Star Wars hotel that is that just slaps. That looks realistic. That looks like this, that, and the third. But like. To bring your whole family, it's going to run you like 6K. If I'm paying 6K for a hotel, I want George Lucas reading me a bedtime story every single night. Like, come here, come here, George. I need you to act out the oh, holiday God. special. Drag Harrison Ford from the Indiana Jones set. I want to see the holiday special act out for 6K.
1: Go ahead, Al. This, I did the figures on this. My family alone we have mm-hmm. a Disney vacation planned for nine days and two nights at this hotel was more expensive than nine days at a Disney resort. A lot more expensive. days for
3: your family. Mm-mm.
1: What's well, that? I think how much would, yeah. How much I, would be for like your whole family? Oh, it, I think it would be like over $8,000 yep. for two nights. What?
2: Two nights. Cause there's five of you yeah yeah eight grand for two nights um look i we we joke about it i talk about it all the time i'm my plan is to take my wife to italy next fall 2022 and you know what i think i'm gonna get two weeks worth of italy for you know a little bit more than what i would get for two nights at at the the star Cruiser I mean uh, let's I don't mean to keep bashing it because I love most things about Disney it's true when I get to Disney when I'm there with my kids when I'm there with friends it, it is a happy place man I, I love going around and the music and the rides and the you know the, just the atmosphere makes you feel great there's something there they're piping stuff in your your head there that makes you happy but you know this this is I, For the people who like us who are Star Wars fanatics who then say, okay, we get get it. Disney can do all these great things. Make your Star Wars land, your Star Wars resort that good. So I've been to Harry Potter land. I can tell you, they did it right there. I felt great at the Harry Potter experience in Universal. I felt pretty good in Galaxy's Edge. It was a good experience, but I thought Harry Potter was like way over the top, even better, so... I don't know. Go ahead, Alfie.
1: I've been to Disney twice since they acquired Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Galaxy's Edge, we went two days. Just like you said, it was was a great time. But the first time we went to Disney, which was, I think Rogue One came out on Blu-ray while we were there. So around that, Mm -hmm. still the early part of it, was a 100% times more fun than actually going to Galaxy's Edge. Because they, it was like they used that Disney oh, power yeah, yeah. and said, we don't really have Star Wars yet, but we are going to flood our parks with Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. to get you amped for our Star Wars land. And it honestly was a lot better than going to Galaxy's Edge. Did it compare to riding the Falcon and Rise of Resistance? No. But as an experience, it was a lot more fun.
2: Interesting. Okay. Maybe it was that anticipation, you know? We always anticipate, we always get, Brenda always says, don't get our expectations too high. Maybe we, maybe we <laughs> just got them too high. Maybe our, maybe we know too much and our expectations are too high. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I'm looking here in my notes and I have terrible handwriting. Oh, Tamara Morrison says that a lot will be filled in, a lot of holes will be filled in in the book of Boba Fett. I'm guessing him coming out of a big hole will get filled in. What other things do you guys see being filled in in the book of Boba Fett? Anything that stands out to you, you think will go, ah, this fits in right five years after Return of the Jedi. Okairo, I'll let you start because I'm looking in D-Doc now you're staring and thinking. Do you have any thoughts <laughs> on what might fill in some holes there?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, since this is, I, I I'm pretty much assuming by the way, the trails are looking, this is going to be half a prologue to the Mandalorian from like Boba Fett escaping the giant hentai monster. And like, it's going to be like the Mandalorian 2.5, which kind of shows what happens after he got back to Tatooine and took over the mm-hmm. giant slugs palace. I mean, I, I'm really excited for it. Cause like I got to read a lot of Boba Fett's, backstory of the legends and i'm interested to see well what are you what are you gonna do with boba fett are we gonna is he gonna have a little kid like a secret uh daughter running around that he's gonna find are we gonna see daniel logan again for boba fett flashbacks uh what is kind of what what's gonna go on with the Mm -hmm. overall show i'm kind of anticipating it to be like uh spiritual successor to Star Wars Underworld, like that crime show that George Lucas wanted to make. So that's what I think this is gonna be about for the most part, but it's gonna slowly transition into more things about his Mandalorian culture, since I'm guessing since Dan Jaren sold his ass to the ultimate ginger, Bo-Katan, that (laughs) we're gonna be diving into more Mandalorian culture in season three, and I'm guessing it's just gonna go into there. And just on a side note, I would sell my soul to Kitty Sag off too. So I understand, Pedro. <laughs> I would do the same thing.
2: Guys, any thoughts? I, I'll, I'll throw out a couple, just toss them right out there. Will we see Hondo Anaka in a live action? Is, is this the criminal underworld where we might see him? And will we see Omega in any of these series right here? You guys go know. with your thoughts, but I had to at least drop those bombs out there.
3: That's a big bomb, damn!
2: I know.
0: Yeah, my what? Where, where I was going was uh, I was wondering if we would see Omega if they tie it into Bad Batch and and throw a little more logs onto the fire for Bad Batch season two to get a little more excited to see where their storyline is going. But I was also thinking, you know, you have Tamora Morrison for an entire show. He's on set every day. Are we going to mm-hmm. see? Are we going to see some clone troopers who survived over the years who might you know be out there? You know. Are we Are going to see a couple of Tamora's on screen at one time?
3: <laughs> oh, God. That's there
0: might be some old boys. There, there might be some old boys left out there, you know? Okay. We'll see.
2: All right. Alfie?
1: Yeah, you hit on getting out of the Sarlacc pit, but why did he wait so long to get his armor back? He's it's dramatic. A... Well, yeah, <laughs> I get that. It made for a really good episode of The Mandalorian. So we, why why did he just walk around Tatooine for two years?
3: Was he trapped on Tatooine because he had a shit to follow him? Like I, that's that's actually a pretty good question. I've always been wondering about. Like we know why he's there because like we we didn't know if we were gonna put Tamara Morrison in The Mandalorian, but like what what were you doing for like the mm-hmm. last five years since Return? Like did it did it take you that long? Were you just like eating part of the worm the entire time for five years?
2: That, that's what oh, I was wondering: God. Is was he recuperating? You know, did it take three or four years for him in like in back to tank, you know, rehab to get it to where he could even start coming back out into pub- the public eye?
1: Did he become a stand person? Is he part of their culture? And the trailer showed his ship in Java's palace, uh, and he's in the nomad uh, uniform or outfit at the time. So you would assume that means it's been there that whole time
2: okay good point interesting oh
1: yeah that's a yeah nobody took it oh i'd steal that in a heartbeat (laughs) that ship why wouldn't you just take it yeah i mean how many people had the don't don't say
3: the ship's name don't say the ship's name i will start fights (laughs) now on the (laughs)
2: internet (laughs) i
1: almost slipped up there
2: (laughs) look at us we're all being very kind and we are keeping everything very civil not saying things like boba fed ship you know
3: that's good we're growing oh but what you just brought up, though, is something I didn't even think about when I was rambling. I would actually love to see Omega in, uh, in uh, the book of Boba Fett. I do think we are going to see one character that I've, I think I've only seen like one person mentioned. Uh, Kira from Solo. Because like, cr- chronology, mm. canon wise, ever since Maul is like buried in Obi-Wan's backyard, there's been no one running the Crimson Dawn but Kira. So, and she's still running it as of uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, and that's like before Return of the Jedi. So, unless they killed her off screen, which I'll fight them for, please stop killing Amira Clark. I love her. Uh, she should be still the head of the Crimson Dawn. So, that means that, you know, if we're doing with the crime underworld of the galaxy, mm-hmm. we should have Amira Clark somewhere in there. And like Amira Clark, she can play in Old Akira because Amira Clark is like, I think she's 39, almost 40. So, Literally she's 20 years now older than Kira. So she can, you know, reasonably play the character older, just change her hairstyle.
2: I'm yeah. I I think that would be a great character to see in there. And we know from her interviews that she, she would love to do that. She was excited. She had ideas. She was writing down ideas of, Oh, I think a character would do this or whatever. I love that. I know that's so exciting. I mean, I think, I think all of us get really excited when any person who's involved with star Wars gets giddy and excited, like Ming-Na Wen, when she's sitting there oh, thinking, I love her. Oh, where's my character going? Oh, I'm so excited to get an action figure. You see that. And it's like, it re- rekindles that passion in us. Right. Cause we're, we're like, Oh good. We don't have to worry about fighting about this or this being negative. We can just say, look, the people who are doing this really like what they're doing. You know, they like being a part of this. And, uh, yeah, I mean that—that's awesome. So yeah, Amelia Clark, I—I I had not thought about that, but you're right. Perfect fit to go into one of these shows right here. So yeah, just, just bring her
3: back, please. Like <laughs> it'll make me, it'll it will make me personally happy if they bring her back next to like bringing back John Boyega or Samuel L. Jackson. I will just be writing thank you letters every day to Lucasfilm. Like thank you, Kathy. You brought back Amelia Clark. I can simp now on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: um, guys. It's the floor is open. We I, look. I was just excited. We're gonna have Akiro uh, okay, O Cairo on the show. See, I did it. I one time before we <laughs> before you and I talked, I was like, man, I'm gonna say that, and sure enough, with all, all this time, an hour, and I haven't said that. Okairo Cairo on the show. We're excited about that. W- any topics you guys want to hit? Because you know me, I always throw out all the topics, and I make you guys talk about what I want to talk about. Anything you guys want to hit? That, that we haven't brought up yet. Go, D-Doc. Before I screw uh, up again. Well,
0: I wanted to thank Akairo because he made my little uh, Qui-Gon uh, post go semi, like mini viral on uh, Star Wars Twitter <laughs> about uh, him being so tall that they had to invest $150,000 more into the set uh, because... I guess they didn't write down that he was six foot four before he came to the set on episode one. (laughs)
3: Liam Neeson is a tall man. Mm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I, I actually, I was on TikTok one day and I saw someone make a video where they're like, did you know that uh, Lucasfilm had to spend $150,000 more because Liam Neeson was six foot four and his head stood above the CGI animation. Mm. I'm just like, let me look that up real quick. Looked it up found it, posted it, and then, like, I had people commenting, like, well, uh, Darth Vader was taller than uh, Liam uh, Liam Neeson, so, you know, I-, I don't know how true this is. I'm just like, I, I don't – <laughs> that was, like, my first time going it. semi-viral into the <laughs> Star Wars community, and that was what came up. I'm just like, well, it was different times. I don't – uh, You I'm know, just, just a couple of decade writing.
3: difference. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on,
2: uh, everybody, I think we all want to see or hear the, the voice of Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn. Just, just say something to Obi-Wan one time during this series. Thread that needle. Just one time. Just thread the needle, boom. And and we'll all be happy with that right there. Which is so funny for me, Alpha, you and I, to be the age we are, and basically be the age of Okiro's parents, right? And 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 we're sitting here talking about how prequel characters we want to hear them come back and be a part of this. So it's just wild, but that's that's how how important they are to us.
1: We are fully engrossed in the prequels (laughs) right now. (laughs) Yeah. We watch the prequels every single day. They think I've watched the Phantom Menace every day this week.
2: Oh my God. My daughter. I need to introduce
1: you to someone that they love the Phantom Menace. (laughs) Well, my two-year-old daughter loves Padme right now. That's her favorite character. So Padme and Anakin. kid. We're all about it.
2: Oh, I, I agree. So Should we oh o- o- We're just doing this podcast long enough for his two-year-old to get to where she feels comfortable on the mic, and we'll probably just be able to hand it off to her because we yeah. you know, Aww. we're all getting to be old guys and she's gonna be the future of it. She's gonna be doing live streams oh, you
3: else. are never too you are never too old to talk <laughs> about your interests. I follow this one, grandma hula who likes to uh, game on YouTube and she's like 90 something. Fuck. Oh, sorry. F (laughs) that ages. F the F that ages stuff. No matter how old you are three or like 140, you are never too young or old to dig something like my, my parents will, if I tell my parents, you guys are too old for star Wars. My dad is going to get in his car, drive about two and a half (laughs) hours to see me. And he's going to be with the belt. (laughs) <laughs> and I will not hit beat me with a belt because that's what I get for talking like that.
2: That's that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I, I like that we've all probably been hit with belts before. I mean, not that that's a good thing, but <laughs> I have a feeling the four of us probably at one point in time have been slapped with a belt. That's okay. Oh, you know, yeah. it's a different oh, yeah, time, yeah. different world, you know, so the not belt, today. I would not hit anybody with a belt today. I promise. But well, I probably haven't, but my dad. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Go ahead. Oh, D-Doc. I would hit
3: so many people with belts. I would, but <laughs> the, the list is just endless. I would be beating people with belts if I could every day on the day.
2: I cannot wait for people to hear this show and hear us talking about beating people <laughs> with belts. Anyway, D Doc, go ahead. <laughs>
0: All right, I need to know why does the Spider-Man meme come up every time Andor is mentioned in your videos? That's what I need to yes!
1: know. <laughs> what is that about?
0: Because I've seen that meme and it cracks me up. And I'm I was I was dying last night. I'm like, I need to know his thoughts on Andor.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use that meme till I get copyright <laughs> Uh Because uh, I followed the I, I I'm a big fan of Rogue One. I, I think it's like the I think it's the least controversial Disney star Wars film to talk about Disney star Wars project and period to talk about, but, Oh Jesus, the end production has been a train wreck. Uh, reshoots, rewrite, reshoots, rewrites, really? directors leaving, writers, leaving new writers coming on. It's delayed. It's delayed. Like you, you, you guys know, I think this was this announced in like 20. Yeah. This was announced, I think, in 2018 or 2019. I, uh, hold on. I actually need to find out now because I don't want to be, I don't want to be that bad with it. I just know it was announced a long time ago. When was Andor announced?
2: Uh, Andor, uh, they've been working on that forever. They already yeah, have 2018. Yeah.
3: 2018 yeah. was announced. So it's 2018. And as far as I know, it's not getting released till like, Mid to late 2021, yeah, yeah, it was just recently. Oh, 22. (laughs) This film—it's just been like the punching bag of productions. Like, it's happening, but by the grace of Bob Chapek's shiny head, it's happening. It's (laughs) just—it keeps going through trouble. So, like, whenever I mention Ando, I just like to kind of poke fun. Like, this is the most terrible production i've ever seen and like i kind of feel bad for it because diego luna is like really excited about so like i can just picture him whenever he gets told like hey diego yeah Hmm. where it's delayed again and i just picture him walking (laughs) to that music with his head down like Okay, I'll, I'll keep waiting. <laughs> and I like he's a producer on that too. He's not just acting it. So it's, oh, wow. he's actively involved in the production. So I just feel so bad because you got everything, Favreau and Filoni, right on time, right on schedule, no delays. Like, not even The Last Jedi was on time. It was supposed to come out in May and it got delayed till December. So I'm like, I feel bad for Andor. Wow. <laughs> Uh, he, you,
2: they're going to uh, they're gonna start using a deep fake video of him if they come back to do reshoots because he's going to be so much older than what he was when uh, yeah, he
3: I mean he's he's supposed to be playing a character in his early 20s early 20s almost teenager I think and uh, Diego Luna looks good he looks very good damn man <laughs> but he, he, he's, he's, he's also you know visibly a 40 year old man he looks good for a 40 year old man like god damn son but he, he, you know, he is older, so you know, I don't know how they're gonna do season two when you know, start CGIing him all the time. Mm-hmm. Disney's gonna be like, "Yeah, um, uh, we just got a call from Chepeck. What did he say? He says if we if we make another season that costs thirty million dollars in CGI, he's gonna walk down here and choke us with his belt, <laughs> and not in the fun way." <laughs>
2: I belts again. <laughs> yeah. Belts again. I, I mean, I'm, I'm really interested to see if they'll just like with Kenobi, they're saying, we don't need to do a, a second. This is a short lived, you know, boom, we're going to hit it out of the ballpark and be out of there. I'm not sure if they'll be able to do a second of Andor, right. I mean, it, it'll be more I, I like, don't
3: want them to No. Like I, I, I don't mean to be that guy. I know people, I like Cassian. I like Diego Luna, but like, uh, Less is more when it comes to a character we know is already six feet. Well, he's not six feet on the ground. He's stardust. But like, uh, l- l- less is more. Do we yeah. need two seasons of you stretching out a story? Would you rather make a nice, tight story that fleshes out these origins? Because there's only so much you can do with a character when the yeah. majority of his character development already happened in a movie. Agreed. Agree. I,
0: I think that's why rogue one was successful you had a beginning and you had an end you had characters who who started it and ended it and that's why it probably doesn't get as much criticism because i it's one of it's that movie found its way into one of my top star wars movies i, I love that movie but i i think that's why it doesn't get as much criticism make it make a nice tight show yep. which is what we're going to get with obi One, and there you go
2: Alfie, how about you? Any, any topics we didn't hit on that you wanted to hit on?
1: No, because my mind just went blank over the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Meme.
2: Hey, you know what? Um, who was it? Okay, was it you that put the thing of what What do you want to see? What, what non-canon thing do you want to see brought into canon? And I, I think I put Mara Jade... Did,
3: was that oh, you nah, that was that? That, was that, uh, M- that, was a, that wasn't me. That was probably Marion.
2: Okay, I couldn't remember, but
3: I- I'll ask you guys, because the
2: one thing I put out there was I said, yeah, Marion put, what's the one non-canon thing that you'd want to see brought into, into canon right now? What I put Mara Jade. I thought that if you can figure a way to shoehorn that story in there, she, again, going back to those original Thrawn books and, and the different storylines that followed that in the EU... She's one character I want to see in the canon universe. D-Doc, Okairo, or Alfie, before we break away, what's what's a character or a story or something you'd want to see brought into canon?
3: So what who talks Japanese? first? You talk first? I talk first? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alfie looks like he's thinking, that's why I was I, yeah, I, was I can't Alfie. just
1: say Mara Jade,
3: because you said that. Okay. It's fine. Funny, that's Mark Hamill's answer. Someone asked Mark Hamill, uh, "Who would you want to see brought over from Legends?" Like Jade, hot <laughs> redhead, cat suit. Now,
2: I can understand that. Can understand that.
0: I mean, I can start by saying that uh, I'm I'm new to Legends and the EU and everything because of you guys. From me listening to your podcast and now being on it, and I have no problem admitting I'm still learning that about Star Wars. That's that's just the whole new universe that I'm getting involved in now, so I can't give an answer. That's okay. I wish, I wish Death Troopers was a real movie directed by Quentin Tarantino, Star Wars rated R, but that's a different story. <laughs>
2: that's, hey, that's a perfectly valid answer, though, right there. I yeah. like it's a great book, so make it yeah, make a great one-time movie right there. So, <laughs> oh, or Alfie,
1: either one. Uh, you you want to go, Alfie? Sure, I'll go. I'm gonna say just from my exposure to the character so much you know during the time but kyle katarn uh okay i mean the guy has four video games <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay
1: I, I, but i know rogue one kind of wipes out his story but still if you could find a way to bring him into luke's academy at some point i think that'd be pretty sweet I mean, you got Thrawn in the new canon, so there's room for anyone from Legends. Yeah, Agreed. just tweak the story a little bit. Yeah, doesn't have to tweaker. match up,
2: right? it Doesn't have to match up perfect. Just tweak it a little bit. I agree. Oh, okay, Cairo, how about you? I'm going to let you finish with your yours, and 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 we'll tidy up the show here real quick. What what something oh, you want to see from non-canon brought into canon?
3: Does it have to be a character or story? No?
2: Story, character, planet, ship. I don't care. Okay,
3: that is e. Okay, it's easy as long as you, like, don't screw it up. Because I'll, I'm I'm usually pretty chill, but this would turn me into a toxic fan if they screwed it up. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2, that is my favorite Star... That is a story I hold, like, personally in my heart as one of my favorite Star Wars stories of all time. Like, I love that more than almost anything Star Wars. I love that story especially with the Restored Content mod, but mostly Kreia. Like, if there's any Star Wars character I would want to see, it would be the character Kreia from Knights of the Republic 2 because I love that Machiavellian disapproving grandma more than (laughs) anything. She was just great. And for those of you who don't know Knights of the Republic 2, Kreia is like this character who's not a Jedi, not a Sith, not a bad person, not a good person, she just brings this interesting perspective to the force that we've never seen before in Star Wars and we still haven't seen we haven't seen since in Star Wars. And if anyone says that Luke and TLJ is like Kraya, I'll fist fight you. That's not Kraya. Don't insult my grandma. <laughs> I will be under your bed tonight. But yeah,
2: if you I had could her, choose you, any... you had her in one of your videos in the expanded universe video, right? On on YouTube. Oh, oh yes.
3: To her? I Yes, yeah. it was, and I will at least mention her once a once a week, or every or bi-week, at least bi-weekly. I've got like a bi-weekly schedule to mention her. I I swear I programmed it in my phone. Like mention Krea is just like a reminder to me. Like okay. I edge it on my walls. It's like in The Simpsons when you see that uh, Maggie Simpson picture that says "Do it for her," but like I just replaced Maggie with Krea. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. All right. Well, I like that. It's a good way to end right there. Guys, anything else? We're, we're going to tidy up the show. This is, oh gosh, I didn't even remember. This is chapter 114. 114. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. And by the way, again, I know we mentioned it. Nick mentioned it. November was our largest month on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, not on Twitter, on, uh, on the podcast. And we're not big on YouTube. The guy who's with us is big on YouTube. We're, we're just a small little thing, but if you want to come watch the show or see some of the videos that we, we have out there, it's just us talking. So, but November of this year was, was a huge month. So we really thank everybody who listens. And, and honestly, we, we thank, you know, Okaro for just being a Star Wars friend. I mean, it's awesome that, you know, here we are in this community and we're, we're meeting people that are living in all different parts of the country and the world. And we, you know, just making pals with them and and just love talking about star Wars. So Cairo, thank you for joining us. Thanks for being a part of it. And, And again, tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can check you out all that kind of stuff.
3: Uh, yeah first of all hey, thank you guys for having me on here i mean you guys are gassing me up but i'm just uh <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm just a normal fan who likes to talk a lot this not know how to shut up but uh it's uh it's a real big pleasure to be on any podcast especially your guys I like i like what you guys do on twitter i like the positive you guys bring thank you and just talking with you guys for the last oh hour and 19 minutes damn time flies yeah. it's been uh It's been fun. I enjoy it. I like talking to I like this type of Star Wars interaction because I find it's the most relaxed and the most honest versus the more defensive and on guard ways people are on Twitter so they don't get someone in their mentions. But uh, if you want to find me, it's the first Okairo everywhere, but. D- 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 double check to make sure it's me but uh yeah if you're looking for me it's the first of on basically every single platform you'll know it you'll see typos or you'll see a lot of inactivity if you're on like instagram or tiktok because like i think i barely have a post there except tumblr the first of is not me on tumblr it's just some guy who stole the name and never posts just despite <laughs> okay. me okay but besides that the first of everywhere
2: you got it. Well, man, you are you are the best. We we love all the stuff you put out there. And and it's been great to get to know you. We look forward to maybe meeting up sometime at a convention or at some big event and, and and hanging out with more Star Wars fans and just spending time with you. And we definitely, anytime you want to come back on the show, we definitely would love to have you. And maybe after we get through, maybe like either book above a fed or you know, go into some the next show, maybe Obi-Wan, whatever, we'll sit down, we'll we'll chat about it and Pick each other's brains about all that stuff on a, on a future podcast. So thank you so very much again, and uh, D Doc Alfie, thank you guys for always being here. All the stuff you do, D Doc, thanks for all the the help you give me on. The visual side of things and, and everything you do to make things better for us, you've definitely improved stuff. And Alfie, I can't tell you how much we just go back to the book of Alfie, always the book of Alfie. And you're always, you always right. It might piss Brent off from time to time, but it makes us happy and <laughs> it's okay. Cause I, I love you and Brent stick it to each other all the time. I just, that's our thing, man. It. I know.
1: Like the odd couple.
2: <laughs> you guys are. Hey, um, thanks to all the listeners, all the followers, everything like that. As always, follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter, the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. Uh, just Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. Go check out the first Okairo. He is great, and he brings a lot of good, fun Star Wars content to the interwebs. So until next week, thanks again, and may the Force be with you.